Rabotai, welcome back to the first daily audio in a very long time. I think we need to begin as standard. Good morning, good morning. It's been a long time. Today's breakfast and class are sponsored by Isaac Said in memory of his father, Shilomo Ben Rivka. May the words and of Torah and the actions that we take uh, in, in, their, uh, in their process be uh, as an ilu nishama for him as well. You know, we are now, we find ourselves during Aseret Yimei Teshuvah, the 10 days of Teshuvah, and during this process, this time of Aseret Yimei Teshuvah, we have an opportunity to do Teshuvah. Now the question is, isn't Teshuvah something that is bigger than time? Isn't it something that a person is able to do at all times in the year? That actually we know that a person can do Teshuvah anytime. So what's the concept of the 10 days of Teshuvah? It doesn't really make sense, does it? In fact, I'd like to even add another element of this, something we've spoken about many times before. We know we talk about the Beta Mikdash. The Beta Mikdash is the place where God chooses the Shaken Shemo Sham. He puts his Kiddushah and his name in the Beta Mikdash. But if God is above space, God is not constrained to any space. So how could it be that there's a place called the Beit HaMikdash? Surely God is everywhere. He's not only in one space, he's everywhere. How could he be called present in the Beit HaMikdash if he's everywhere? The same question that you have about God's presence in an isolated space, you also have a question of God's presence in an isolated time. If he's above space and he's above time, he can't be in one space, he can't be in one time. So what does it mean that God is closer to us or he's present during Aseret Yimei Teshuvah? The answer, Abutai, comes in the form of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, um, Seek Hashem out when he is found. Call to him when he is close. We don't mean that God's presence is close. We don't mean that God is closer, per se, than any other time. What we mean is that there's a feeling of connection of God, of love that is uh, fomented by God, which allows a person to do Teshuvah in a way that they could not do in other times. So what does that concept mean, Rabotai? I want to take one or two minutes speaking just about this idea, and hopefully we can maximize this point, this diamond, during this special time of Teshuvah. The Baal Tanya writes, we know that there's an idea that Parashat Nitzavim is always read right before Rosh Hashanah. And in Nitzavim, what does it say? You're standing here today, every single Jew, man, woman, and child, from the greats to the nobodies, everybody is here. Why? To put you through the Berit, to put you through a covenant with God Himself. Where God says, I'm with you and you with me. That's what a Berit means. A covenant. Says the Balatanya something unbelievable. He says as follows. You don't have a covenant for when you love somebody. You have a covenant for when you don't love them. Let me explain. Every rabbi at some stage in his life has to go and marry somebody off. And when you marry somebody off, at the, at the wedding you have to sit down and write a kitubah. And in the kitubah we write that a person, I'm promising, I'm going to take care of, I'm going to cherish, I'm going to make sure that this person, they're, they're, you know, they're, che- they're cherished. You just sign one, right? You, you, you can promise that you're going to take care, give her food, give her clothing, everything that she needs. And I always think to myself, and sometimes I mention this at the wedding, is there anything less romantic than a contractual obligation to feed, to clothe, and to love your wife? 
What? You, you, oh, look, you know, you, you have to love me. I have it in a court. You know, I'm going to take you to court if you don't love me. Taking you to court if you... Is there anything less romantic than that? Right? The reason why you want to take care of it is because you love them. Not because you wrote it down in a star in a contract. And the answer is the same idea. You don't really have a ketubah for when you're in love. You don't have a covenant for when you're in love. You have a covenant for when you fall out of love. You have a ketubah for when you're not in love. When you don't want to give it, but you, but you have to. Borei Olam, when he, when he cemented his relationship with us at Mount Sinai, when he told our forefathers, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, I will be with your children forever, he wasn't saying, when I love you, when you're doing everything great. He was saying, even when you're very not likable, I'm going to love you, even when I don't like you very much. Rabotai, you all have experienced that at some point in your marriage. I'm not only talking to the men listening, I'm also talking to et asher to those that are not with us here today, the women. Sometimes, you know, you love your husband to death, but you don't really like him very much. You ever hear husbands or wives say, honey, I love you, but that's what they're saying. <laughs> right? I love you, but you can't do this. You can't spend that. You can't do this. You can't talk to the kid that way. You can't make me feel like that. You can't speak that way in public. You can't air our dirty laws. I love you, but that idea, Rabbono Shalom says, he promises the Jewish people, even though a person might drift from me throughout the year, I'm going to take a time when I've dedicated myself to being with you. You know, when husbands and wives go away and they spend that time, which is crucial to go away, and Rabotai, as finances become a little bit tighter, and you think to yourself, I, don't, I can't afford a vacation, it's important to have, if you're not having a vacation, have a staycation. But it's important to take that time away when you know that you and your wife are going away to recharge. I should take my own advice. I also need a staycation or a vacation or some type of time away with my wife. We've been, you know, we've been working triply hard, myself, the rabbis, the staff here, to be able to do the regular job of a rabbi. All of a sudden is much harder, you know, is expanded a thousand times over. So you have to take that time. Now when you go on the vacation and the whole point is to reconnect with your wife, even if something ordinarily was going to bother you, what do you do? You hold your tongue. Because you know you're going out to try, and, to try and reconcile, to try and get better, to try and get more connected, to try and spend special time together. That's the idea of spending extra time during He makes himself found during this time. He came closer to us. It's not that God's presence is not here sometimes and it is here others. It's that God says for the sake of, clo- of making our relationship closer, I'm taking a 10-day vacation with you to the Bahamas. God books uh, jet-set private flights with us and we go on a vey or staycation together with Hashem and Hashem says, okay, let's repair it. Let's get closer. Let's get connected. Rabbi I just want to say one last point before we draw our first lesson today uh, uh, to a close. <clears throat> what this means where you could love someone even when you don't like them. The Pasuk says, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. And the Gemara says, what does it mean that God, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem? Hashem is the Jewish people's Mikveh. What does that mean? The Gemara in Yoma says on page, page 85, Ma Mikveh just like a mikveh makes someone who's tamer tahor, 
So too, Afakadosh Baruch Hu Mitahir Yisrael. So too, Hashem purifies the Jewish people. So it seems on the surface that this is just some sort of small or uh, simple mashal. That, you know, you could become Tahor uh, in a mikveh. You could also come Tahor because Hashem forgives your sins. Says the Shem Ishmuel, he says in the name of his father something magnificent. He says it's not a metaphor. It's not a simile. It's an exact comparison. When you go into the mikveh, why does a person come Tahor? Anyone ever wonder that? You're Tameh, you go into the water, you come out, you're Tahor. How does that work? I want to give you an example. Let's say you stink. You smell like a, you know, God knows what. You jump in the pool. You know what? You're probably still going to stink after you come out. Because you need soap. You need to clean. You need to scrub. You need to get it off of you. You go into the mikveh. You dip in, chalas, you come out. Now we all know you dip seven times. You have all sorts of kavanot. Each time you have another kavanah when you go under the water. We feel very holy. But halachically, you went into the water. You dipped one time. You came out. Done, you tahor. How does that work? Says the Shem Ishmael's father something unbelievable. Just like you dip in a mikveh, also for teshuvah, you dip in ribono she'el olam. What does that mean? He says something unbelievable. Now listen to this idea. He says the ribono she'el olam created this world in different segments, in different divisions. So there's the earth, the, the land, and there's the water. If you take an earth being, and you take an earth being, you put him in the water, what happens? He dies. You take a water being, a fish, you bring it onto a dry land, it dies. Okay? That means that there's boundaries in the world where you can't traverse from one place to the other. So therefore, he says, when a person goes from the world, from the dry land and into the water, he's disconnected himself completely from his source of living. It's not his place anymore. He's moved figuratively to another place. So the Tum'ah that's on him goes away. Why? Because Tum'ah is not something in you. It's something on you. We always say this. In fact, our rabbis say, Yom Kippurim, the word Kippur comes from the word Kapara. It means to forgive. But also, Chaper also means to wipe something off. The Gemara says, God wants to wipe his hands. So the idea of being able to wipe something off means... It's something extraneous to the self. It's not you. It's something that's on you. When I go into the water and I disconnect from everything around me, I disconnect from this world, I come out, I'm now back in a new, I went to a new space. Says the Shem Ishmuel, the same thing is true of moving from earth, not just to the water, but what happens if you take an astronaut? You don't give him an astronaut suit. You take him and you put him in space. What happens? He dies. No oxygen. The same way when you go into the water, you disconnected from your world here, you went to another space, to another place, you became a different person. So too, if a person goes to space, he also can't breathe. No oxygen. He's also in another space. When a person does teshuvah, the Gemara says, Gidola teshuvah, greatest teshuvah, shemagat at kisea kavod, it goes to the very heavens. When a person goes and dips in the heavens, they transport themselves to God Himself. What happens? Just being in the mechitza of God. You know what happens? It burns away all the avonot. The avonot run away. Lo says. Maybe that's what Davina Melech says. Gam ki elech Even as I walk in the valley of the shadow of death. 
I'm not afraid of any evil. Because you're with me. Maybe what David Melech means is because if I have you with me, if I'm with you, if I put my thoughts together with you, I'm thinking of you, I'm praying with you, I'm doing my mitzvot, you're in my heart, I'm surrounding myself with godliness, with tefillin shebarosh, with sisit on the baggage, with a mezuzah on my door, my body in the beta knesset. When I put myself with God, because the evil runs away. It's like a magnet. When you turn the magnets around the other side, they repel one another. Avonot, everything bad, every sin, it runs away from God. So therefore, the act of bringing ourselves and putting ourselves close to God Himself, by that very nature, turns us into a new person. And our sins flee uh, as they flee, so to speak, from this uh, opposite energy of the magnet. May God allow us during this time when he says to us, I'm here for you. We came, we're supposed to spend this time together just to get close to one another. Let's take this chance. But Rabotai, I want you to use that mashal during these days. Think to yourself, what would I do if I was trying to rekindle my relationship with my wife? I, I did some wrong things. I ignored her, I didn't pay the right attention. I was mean. So I said something, I made fun of her because I thought it was funny in front of my fence. She's hurt. Now I know I'm taking her out for dinner. I want to make up, I want to patch things up. How do you act when you patch things up? The same way you're going to act with your wife. Your boss, you messed up. And you, you tell the boss, look, I'm really sorry. Let me take you out for dinner and drinks. You take him out. How do you act? That's how you have to act during a set you to shuvah. Like you're dating God. Like you're trying to repair the relationship. To love, to show love, to show connection. To show not just love and connection about what I'm scared to do. But where is our affection for God? Where God promised us, I love you even when I don't like you. May Hashem bless us to use this time appropriately and to get everything we need.